0: Hello, this is Minister Glenn Burrell from Seed of Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Last week, we uh, talked on the subject of how do people develop mindsets. And we also talked about mindsets are developed from thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. And we also talked about, if we could briefly review, we talked about that thoughts, ideas, and suggestions is the main weapon that the enemy, which is the devil, try to use against believers because there's nothing more than the devil wants than for to cast doubt in a believer's heart concerning the word of God because he knows if he can cast that doubt through casting his thoughts ideas and suggestions he knows that he can pull you offer your confidence in the written word of God because we have to come to the conclusion that the written word of God is our life source and the word of God is the source of our life so everything that we do and try to accomplish we need to go to the word first and find out what the words say what about what we are trying to accomplish amen so heavenly father we thank you right now in the name of jesus we thank you for this time we thank you for this this hour we thank you holy spirit that you'll begin to speak to our hearts because you are the teacher so this evening we put a demand on you holy spirit we put a demand that you teach us tonight And that our hearts be filled with the glory of God as we receive your word. So we thank you that you said you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us. So we thank you that this hour, that we are fellowshipping around your word, that you will not forsake us in the name of Jesus. So we thank you. We give you praise and we give you all the honor and glory for what you are about to say in doing our hearts in Jesus name. And everybody in agreement say amen. Amen, amen, amen. So as as I said, you know, last week we talked about how people develop mindsets. And mindsets can be a hindrance to our progression in Christ. You know, as I said last week, you know, we can be a believer and yet still live an unproductive life here in this earth. And the reason of that is because of a lack of knowledge. And we talked about that as well last week. That it's a lack of knowledge that causes destruction. So we have to gain knowledge. But not just gaining knowledge we have to gain understanding. we have to have wisdom along with that knowledge but not but in between that that knowledge and understanding, once we get that knowledge we need a revelation of the knowledge of God's word so that we can understand it and once we understand it then we can receive wisdom in how to apply that word of God in our lives. And once we receive wisdom in how to apply it, then at that point we should become doers of the word. Because we have the knowledge, we have the revelation, we have the understanding, and we have the wisdom. So we at that point, we have no reason to not be a doer of the word of God. He said. Be not hearers only. But be ye doers. Of the word of God. We have to be doers of the word. We we, we just can't hear the word. We just can't know the word. We just can't understand the word. We, we just can't have the wisdom. But we have to be a doer. Of what we know amen you know I, I thought about this scripture where this I had this thought that, that, that fall in my heart today and in the scripture it talked about well much is given much is required and, and he kind of related it to me on a natural level. And he brought to my attention, if you're on a job and you get promotions and you get more money along with that promotion, then that's going to be much more required because of that promotion, because of the monies you're receiving. And because the more money that they give you, the more they're going to require of you. And so in the spiritual side of that, the more knowledge and and revelation and understanding and wisdom that we we receive from the word of God is much more going to be required because of the knowledge that we have received. Amen. So, so just keep in mind that the more knowledge we receive of his word, there's more of requirement of being a doer of the word. After we learn of the word of God, after we receive of the word of God, God is expecting us to be a doer of what we've acquired. Amen. Amen. But see, we established last week that the knowledge that we receive, the enemy he'll come and try to steal it away when we hear it, and that's why we have to protect the word of God in our heart. We have to protect our minds. We have to protect the things that we think about that's that's of God, because he want to steal the the enemy want to steal that word out of your heart. And how did he do that? He come with his thoughts. He come with his ideas. And he come with his suggestions. And we established the fact last week that the battle is in our minds. And I also made the statement that the battle of the mind has no respect of person. I said it has no respect of person. The battle of the mind is no way to avoid it. Because there are thoughts, ideas, and suggestions that's constantly 24 hours a day, that's going in and out of our mind, in and out of our mind, in and out of our mind. We're constantly thinking. So it has no respect to person, and it has no way that we can avoid it. So 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 if we have no way to avoid the thoughts, then how do we protect our mind by not receiving the negative thoughts that the enemy is trying to put on us? The word of God is the word of God. We have to put the word and hide it in our hearts. So when the enemy comes, That word that's in our heart, it began to rise up against him. It began to rise up out of our hearts against him. And then we began to speak it out of our mouth. How how was Jesus able to defeat him up in that mountain when he had been up there 40 days and 40 nights with nothing to eat or drink? But yet, when, when the devil came to him, he, 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 he challenged Jesus to turn the bread, the stones into bread. But Jesus came back when that word rose up in him and said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, by every word, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Well, what 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 words proceed out of the mouth of God in this dispensation and time that we have today? Is that Bible that we have on our tables. It's that Bible that we have on our phones and our and our iPads and in our tablets. Because we have to understand that that Bible is the mind of God. So when we take that word that's in that Bible and put it in our hearts and in our mind, then the mind of God is being established on the inside of us so that we can think like him, so that we can talk like him, so that we can be like him, so that we can act like him. Because we can be like God. We can act like God. We can be a doer of the word of God. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So keeping his commandment is, is related to being a doer of his word. Amen. It's so important. It's so important that we we, we learn how to protect our mind during the battle. Because you got two. You got two different kingdoms that we're dealing with. We have the kingdom of God and we have the kingdom of this world. And we know the kingdom of this world is ruled by the devil. And so we have to protect ourselves against his thoughts in trying to get us to think like the world. But God wants us to think like his kingdom. Because once we are born again, once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we enter into the kingdom of God and we become citizens of that kingdom. You know, Jesus would always say, I'm in the world, but I'm not of this world. So once we are born again, we can make that same statement. I'm in the world. But I'm not of this world. My citizenship has changed. My citizenship has changed from this world to the kingdom of God. So now I have to abide by the rules and regulations of the kingdom of God. So so, so we have to battle the thoughts that come to our minds so that we can stay in tune with what God want us to do, what God want us to say, what God want us to be, how God want us to act, how God want us to talk. Amen. So we have to be governed. We have to be governed by God's kingdom and not allow our minds to be governed by this world. Think on those things that are pure. Think on those things that are lovely. Think on those things that are of good report. That's what God wants us to do. Amen. Is to reprogram the way we think. And the word of God is what we need to reprogram how we think. And, and, and once we reprogram our thinking, then our actions will change. Once we reprogram our thinking, then how we talk will change. We'll no longer, per se, act like the world. We'll no longer, per se, talk like the world. That's 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 why when a born person is born again, and they begin to renew their mind with the word of God, before they got born born again, they might have been a a, a a great cusser, you know, cuss words. They could just say them just without even thinking about it. But then once they get born again because their thinking has changed then they don't talk like that no more amen y'all still with me so 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 the way the enemy comes at a believer is through thoughts ideas and suggestions so when those thoughts begin to attack your mind We need to cast those thoughts down because thoughts will turn into imaginations. And imaginations will will turn into actions. Amen. You'll think it. You'll begin to see it. And once you see it, if you meditate on it long enough, then you're going to begin to do it. So that's why we have to control our thoughts. So we have to know the word of God so that we can recognize where those thoughts are coming from. So we know if those thoughts are not of good report, if those thoughts are not lovely, amen, then we know they didn't come from God. If you have a thought that I'm going to cuss you out, then you know that's not God. If you have a thought loudest, to hit you upside the head. You know that's not God. So the very moment that that thought comes, then we have to cast that thought down. Cast down every thought in vain imagination that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Amen. Amen. And we just we 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 just can't. How can us we just can't silently do that. We got to say with our mouth that you cast down that vain imagination. That vain thought. Because you know it didn't come from God. Amen. Amen. See we 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 can't be ignorant Of the devil's devices. And I believe that those are the only three devices that he has. His thoughts. Ideas. And suggestions. Because. If you think about it. He can't make us do anything. Because we have a free will. Even God himself. Can't make us do anything. Because God will never go against our will. He he allows us to make decisions. That's when Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open up. See, he's not going to make himself come in. He's not going to force himself in. But he's going to be patiently waiting for us to open that door so evidently there's not a knob on his side that he can turn the only knob that can be turned is the knob of your decision when you when we decide to open that door but i i just i just heard that we can open the door to Jesus coming in and and causing us to be born again. And once he come in and we close that door, then there's other doors that need to be opened. And And that could be where we open the door to Jesus to come into our heart but the door is still closed for the Holy Spirit to come in. So there are doors in our lives that are still closed to the kingdom of God. We close. We, we open the door to Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, come in and save me. Come in so that I can be born again. I believe that you are the Savior. I believe that you died and God raised you from the dead and see that you at his right hand. But yet, the door is still closed to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, it, was that in Acts? Uh, what chapter was that? When Paul had said to have you received since you believe. So basically what he was saying, since you received Jesus Christ, Have you received the Holy Spirit? Amen. Because what the Holy Spirit wants to do, he wants to come in and fill you. He wants to come in and fill you with himself. But if we don't never open that door, then we'll just be walking around saved with no power. I said, we'll be walking around saved and on our way to heaven and never experience the power of God. Because the door to the Holy Spirit has been shut. And I'm going to go as far as today. There are a lot of churches on Sunday where the door is open to Jesus, but it's never open to the Holy Ghost. And you never see anything happen. You never see the power of God on the move because the door to the Holy Spirit has never been opened. And and the the foundation of that is the way we think. The foundation of that is our mindset. Is our mindset. there's the see 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 when you get saved and born again the holy spirit is in you but if you never receive him he'll never come upon you see that's where the power will begin to manifest itself when he come upon us and when he fill us to overflow amen because what he does He takes the knowledge and the word of God, the knowledge of God's word that's on the inside of us. He'll take that word and he'll wrap himself around that word, which produces power in that word. And then when we begin to act on our faith and release it out of our mouth, then that power that's in God's word begin to change things on the outside. Amen. Y'all still here? Yes, because it's the battle of the mind. It's the battle of the mind. Let's look at 2 Corinthians, the second chapter again. I'm going to read it out of the uh, American Standard Version. See, because we, we can't be ignorant of the devil's devices. Because if we be ignorant of his devices, then he'll take control. He'll take advantage of us. Amen. The second Corinthians two, chapter two, verse 11 in the American Standard Version. It says that no advantage, that no advantage may be gained over us by Satan. For we are not ignorant of his devices. What is his devices? His devices. His devices, his thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. So, so last year I, I, I gave definitions of what a thought a thoughts are. Thoughts are governed by observation. Thoughts are governed by observation. So you have to ask yourself, what are you observing? Are we observing the Word of God? Or are we observing the things going on around us in this world? Because whatever you are observing, That's what's going to govern your thought life. So thoughts are governed by observation. Thoughts are governed by associations. So what are you associating yourself with? Who are you associating yourself with? Why are you associating yourself with that certain thing? Are we associating ourselves with things that we know are not good for us? But we're doing it because it looks good, because it sounds good. Amen. How how many people, how many people get into marriages that wasn't ordained of God because it looked good? on the outside it looked good on the outside i mean he was he was he was muscular he was sharp dresser he was able to flash plenty money or she was she she was yeah looked good she was well dressed she was uh well if i could use the word she was fine uh it just she just it was good all the way around for the looks. But we fail to observe what's on the inside. We fail to associate ourselves with what's on the inside. You know, and I, I say to a lot of young people that's that's looking for a spouse or a companion. look for the character of that person because looks can be deceiving it looks you can look good on the outside but rotten on the inside you can have an apple that's red and look crispy on the outside but soon as you bite into it it's mushy on the inside So, 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 so we just can't judge the book by the cover. If you want to know what the book is like, you got to open up the book and get in it. You got to get inside the book. Amen. You can't judge God's word just by looking at the Bible at his cover. We got to get in the word. So that we can declare the right judgment of God's word. So we, we we can't be taken advantage of. We can't allow the devil to take advantage of us. Or gain advantage over us. Because we're ignorant of his devices. Accepting his thoughts. Accepting his ideas and accepting his suggestions. You know, we talk about ideas or something imagined or pictured in the mind. An idea. You know, if you if you have an idea, you you're gonna receive it in your mind first. I, I'll go as far as to say, everything that's made in this earth Begin in the mind. It began in the mind. It was thought first. It was imagined. And then it was made. I say it was thought first. It had an imagination. And then it was made. The car that you drive began in the mind or the heart of a man. But I'll go as far as, we're going to go back a little further. Everything that was made began in the heart of God. And God placed that idea in the heart of man. It in the mind of man. But the car you drive began in the mind of God. And God put it in the mind of man so that it can be produced in this earth so we can they use it and, and have pleasure from it. So it's the thoughts, the ideas and suggestions that the devil try to use against us. Amen. You know, last week we talked about Ephesians, the sixth chapter, uh, the 10th, uh through the 15th verse and we talked about paul talked about putting on the armor he talked about putting on the armor of god and and i was i was relating you know armor to knowledge and that's what paul was talking about and he, he was relating he didn't say knowledge but what he was saying we 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 don't actually put on those things, but how do we put those things on in our hearts and mind? Is through the knowledge that we receive, because he said, "Therefore, uh, uh, put on the complete armor of God." So are we dressed? Are we dressed fully, or we have dressed? And you that 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 you have to ask yourself. Is my mind and heart, is my mind and heart completely dressed in armor by God in His Word? Amen. Cause in the Amplified Bible, and He said, "Put on the complete armor." Put on the complete armor. Put on the full armor of God. I'm going to read it from the 10th verse. In the Amplified Bible, the 6th chapter of of Ephesians. It says, in conclusion. In conclusion. In conclusion. Be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him. And be empowered through your union with him. And in the power of his boundless might. And, you know, and that that's something I was gonna try to get to tonight. Uh, but we we hopefully we might get to some of them. But I, I was really gonna get to once we reviewed what we talked about last week, I was gonna get to something that God had put on my heart is limiting God his word and power with a limited mindset but we but we we'll get to that. see because we limit God. I said we limit God with how we think. but Paul is saying right here, in verse 10, he said, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord and be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. And then the power of his boundless, his boundless might. His boundless might. See, God's power is not limited. His power is limitless. God is limitless. You, We can't put God in a box and limit him. But our mindset can put him in a box. But even though our mindset put him in a box, in our mind, God is still limitless no matter how bound we try to put him with the way we think and how, how why is that why why do we put god in a box well number one is how we think number two is we don't know who we are in christ jesus number three we don't know what belong to us in christ jesus So because we don't know who we are, then we limit God by saying the opposite of what God said we are. Because that's the way we think. We bound him up. But God said he's boundless. We bound him up in our mind. We limit him in our mind. And when we limit God in our mind, then that opens the door to the enemy to come in with his thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. And because your mind is limited when it comes down to the word of God, then you begin to cast doubt on what you believe and even what you're saying out of your mouth. Amen. So he said, put on, he said, put on the full armor in verse 11. Put on the full armor of God for his precepts, for his free, his precepts. See, that's knowledge. For his precepts are like a splendid, a splendid armor of heavily armed soldier, of a heavily armed soldier, his precepts, so that we may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and strategies and the deceits of the devil. The schemes and strategies, the schemes and strategies of the devil is his thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents. See, we get caught up in what people are doing on the outside till we fail to realize what's making them do what they do on the outside is how they think. Or how we think. Because what we think, we will act. What we think, we will talk. So we got to be wiser than the devil. But if we say that the devil is defeated, that's the truth. That's the truth. But if we say that the devil is a fool, that's a lie. I'm going to say that again. I said, if we say that the devil is defeated, then that's a truth. Because he is defeated. But if we say that he is a fool, then that's a lie. Because he is not a fool. He's a wise creature. He's a smart creature. And he know the word more than the average man on this earth. Or the average believer. And he know how. He know how to change that word. To make it sound true. So that you can believe it. And cast doubt against the word of God. That's why we have to protect our thoughts. That's why we have to protect the ideas. That's why we have to protect the suggestions. Because God will put thoughts on our mind. God will put ideas in our mind, in our hearts. God will make suggestions. And the enemy will come back and try to duplicate what God does, but he do it in a negative, condescending way, deceitful way. But see, we got to realize everything that the devil is trying to do, he's trying to duplicate God in an opposite manner. To make it seem true, so that we can have doubt against what God is saying. And that's what he tried to do to Eve. That's what he tried to do to Eve. He took the word and, 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 and put those thoughts in her mind and cast those ideas in her mind and made suggestions. And she fell for it. Even though. She knew the word of God. She knew what God had said. She even told the devil what God said. But yet because of his influence with his thoughts, ideas, and suggestions, he was able to to redirect her thought life to making... Herself to look like and to be like what the devil was telling her she could be instead of already knowing that she's already what God says she is. See, the devil was trying to tell her you can be and God was saying you are. You already. You already. That which I say you are. And the devil come trying to tell her. What you can be. And God already saying you are. That that makes sense. Amen. Well praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus. He said for our struggle. Is not against flesh and blood. Contending only with the physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Verse 13, therefore put on the complete, the complete armor. And that's why I say, Hey, how, have we evaluated how we're dressed? Have we evaluated how we're dressed? Would you go to work? You put your pants on, or your dress, or your skirt, you put your underclothes on. But yet, you go out the door without a shirt or a blouse on. And you go to work, or you prepare to work because you're not dressed for work. So therefore, if you go there half-dressed, they're going to send you home. But if you go half-dressed, trying to make it through this world, then the devil is going to defeat you every time. Because you're not complete. But he said, therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist And stand your ground in the evil day. The evil day is the thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Those thoughts, ideas, and suggestions from the devil can cause you to be in danger. So that's why we have to be complete, completely dressed. That's why we have to have on the complete armor of God so that you will be able 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 so that tells me if you're not completely dressed you're not able to resist and stand your ground amen so if you're fully dressed or or if you're not fully dressed you won't be able to stand your ground in the evil day of danger, and having done everything that the crisis that the crisis demands. Amen. So you got to be fully dressed. Got to be fully dressed so that you can resist and stand your ground. In the evil day. But if you have on the complete armor of God. Then you are able to stand and resist. And if you have on the complete complete armor of God. And having done everything. That the crisis demands. To stand firm. In your place. Fully prepared. Fully prepared. Because you're dressed. Fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. Because you are completely dressed with the armor of God. What is the armor of God? The armor of God is that knowledge that you that we receive from the word of God. If you are fully, completely dressed with the knowledge of God, then you will be able to resist and stand your ground that's why jesus was able to stand his ground because he was equipped and completely dressed with the knowledge of god's word amen so that you can so so that you can be having done everything that the crisis demands to stand Firm in your place. Fully prepared. Immovable victorious. Verse 14. Stand firm and hold your ground. Having tightened the band of truth. Personal integrity and moral courage. Around your waist. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness. An upright heart. That's. that. How, how do we put on the breastplate. Of righteousness. Having the knowledge. Of knowing. That you are the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. That's your breastplate. It's the knowledge of the fact that I am. I am. I am the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. You're not an old filthy rag. That was saved by grace. But true enough. We were saved by grace. But after we were saved by grace. We ain't no old filthy rag no more. We've been clean. We've been washed in the blood and the detergent of the blood it makes you come out spotless the blood the blood is is like the washing powder you put in the washing machine so when you put that washing powder in that washing machine and it begin to agitate them clothes them clothes come out clean when we take take ourselves and and, and and indulge ourselves and dip ourselves in the blood of Jesus that blood begin to cleanse us begin to, to 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 wash all of that sin and wash all of that guilt out of us and God said he cast it away as far as the east is from the west so why why do we still carry those thoughts that we're we're nothing. That we're old filthy rags. We got to value ourselves as believers in Christ Jesus. How how do you expect God to exalt us when we're constantly putting ourselves down? That don't go together. That doesn't go together because when we're saved and born again and become new creatures in Christ Jesus, we've been raised to another level. Well, where have we been raised to? We've been raised so high that we're seated with Christ Jesus. And guess where the devil is? The devil is on our feet. I say he's under our feet. So that's why God said we can tread on scorpions and serpents. Because he's under our feet. We're seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Far above principalities and powers. Amen. Y'all still here? So, so, so this is what Paul said. Paul says, so stand firm. So stand firm. Now, now that you're completely dressed, now that you have on the whole arm of God, now that you've equipped yourself with the knowledge that you need for righteousness, with the knowledge that you need for the word of God. Amen. He says, Stand firm because you're dressed, you're fully dressed. Stand firm and hold your ground. That's just like a soldier going to the battlefield. He got to have all of his equipment and he got to be fully dressed for the battlefield. Because if he's not fully equipped for the battlefield, that one thing that he left behind might be the one thing that get him killed. That might be the one thing that defeat him. So so trying to be a believer and walk through this earth without your breastplate, you're gonna always walk around with a guilty conscience. You're gonna always walk around with a sin conscience. See, because once we are born again, we should no longer walk around with a sin conscience. Our conscience should be changed to a righteousness conscience. But see, so do many of us believers, we still have a sin conscience. And that's why we always go around saying, I'm just an old filthy rag. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. You're always walking around guilty, feeling guilty, because you have a guilt conscience. And Jesus, through his blood, has washed all of that away. God no longer remembers our sins. So if we're righteous, if we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, how at the same time can we be guilty? If we are in right standing with God. See we have to change our trend of thought. We have to change how we think. Paul said renew your mind. That's why it's so important to renew our minds. It's so important that we renew our minds with the whole word of God. And not just part of it. See, religion, religion will take part of the word of God. Why do I say that? Because you got some organizations that don't believe in the healing power of God today. You got some organizations that don't believe in laying hands on the sick. Amen. So, so that's why I say we have to be careful who we set on. We have to be careful who we're listening to. We have to be careful who we're receiving from. And that's why God says, study to show yourself approved. Amen. So, so I would say, regardless, even if you're listening to the right person, that God would have you to listen to, still go back and study to show yourself approved that what you heard from the right person is in line with what God said in His Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, for our struggle, go back to verse 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the forces of this world, of of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places, supernatural places, supernatural places. That's why, that, that, that's why I can't understand why people blame ter- tornadoes, why they blame hurricanes, why they blame destruction and say that God sent that. But see, we got to realize that there's an enemy that dwells in heavenly places. There's an enemy that dwells in the atmosphere. And he can stir up those things that cause destruction. But God has given us the ability that we can take his word and take authority over tornadoes. But you got to believe it. You got to have faith enough to believe that when you speak to that tornado, it's going to have to bow down to the word of God. Amen. Amen. So 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 you know, uh, I've I've experienced it before. That a tornado, a storm, was just wreaking havoc, and that tornado was headed toward where I was dwelling. And I got up, and I heard the Holy Ghost say, "Go to the front porch, and point your finger." At that storm, that tornado, and commanded it to cease is maneuver. And God is my witness. The sky lit up. The darkness disappeared. And the wind began to be calm. But you have to know. Who you are in Christ. You have to be confident in the Word of God. Because He says, stand firm. Stand firm and hold your ground. Having tightened a wide band of truth, that's personal integrity and moral courage around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. An upright heart. An upright heart. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, what did you do to make yourself righteous? That's right. You did nothing because there's nothing you can do to make yourself righteous. Your works will never make you righteous your your ushering in the church will never make you righteous your giving tithes every sunday will never make you righteous amen your singing in the choir will never make you righteous the preaching in the pulpit will never make him righteous why do i say that because there's nothing we can work for or do to make ourselves righteous because we were made righteous. So if you were made righteous, then you had nothing to do with it because someone else made you righteous. Amen. And he went on and said, verse 15 and having strapped on your feet, the gospel of peace, in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability jesus firm-footed firm-footed stability and the readiness to produce by the word of, of by the good news amen and he said above all Above all, above all the things that he said before this. Above putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Above strapping your feet with the gospel of peace. Amen. Above putting on the helmet of salvation. He said above all, lift up the protective shield of faith. With this, it said with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. It's your faith. It's your confidence in the word of God. See, we, we why would we put on all of this armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, our shoes, uh, uh, uh with the gospel of peace and then there's no faith none of that armor above that or below that or before that none of that armor will work without this shield. Amen. You can dress up with all of that other stuff that he talked about and then go out and your shield of faith is not lifted. You'll be defeated every time because what will happen, the devil will cause doubt to take control of you. Above all, Lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish, extinguish, extinguish the flame and arrows of the evil one. It's like it's like taking a fire extinguisher, putting out a fire. Amen. You can't fight a you 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 can't fight an electrical fire with water. You can't fight a grease fire with water. You got to get an extinguisher. Something that would match or overpower that grease fire or that that electrical fire. He's saying, take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. Where do that sword of the spirit have to be? It has to be in our mouth. It has to be in our mouth. Which is the word of God. The word of God is in our heart, in our mind, and in our mouth amen that's how faith is released faith is released by the words that you speak amen and he went on to say in verse 18 with all prayer and petition pray with specific requests at all times On every occasion and in every season in the spirit and with this view stay alert with all perseverance and petition interceding in prayer for all God's people so did y'all hear what he said he said with all prayer and petition pray with specific requests Specific. Specific. God wants us to be specific when we come to Him in prayer. With all prayer. With all prayer and petitions. Pray with specific requests at all times. Specific. Petitions. You know, and I thought about petitions. So if somebody is petitioning something, that means they're requesting something. Am I correct? But, But I also thought about this. Whenever somebody petitions something, what their petition has already been established. God's word has already been established. So our petitions are based on the fact of the foundation of God's words. So what do we mean by be specific? Be specific. If you're uh, petitioning God for healing, you got to be specific in your request. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go to God and petition for healing, asking him for money. You wouldn't go to God petitioning him for money, and then you saying, talking about healing. You got to go to God and find that word pertaining to what you are petitioning for. Amen. You, you wouldn't go to the word of God looking for healing and all you reading is prosperity scriptures. It's not going to work because you're not being specific in your request. In your petitions. Amen. So in the natural, in a natural you have a group of people that's making a petition to the judge so do you go into the courtroom with your petition and the judge you present your petition to the judge and what you present has not already been established in the books And when you read that petition and the judge say on the basis on what basis are you making this petition on what foundation or what knowledge have you received that you are able to make your petition against this situation and he'll look at it and say you don't have no grounds to make no petition because you're not being specific in what you're petitioning for. Amen, amen. Ah, we, we still, we didn't go the direction I thought we were going. But I pray it was a blessing. Amen. But next, but next time, uh, we'll get past this when I had the opportunity next time and we I want to talk about taking the limits off of God limiting God limiting his word and limiting his power with a limited mindset with a limited limited mindset Let's, let's read Ephesians 3.20 right quick. And then we, we're we about to stop. I think it's, yes, yeah, 3.20. And I'm going to read that out of the Amplified Bible. It said, Now to him who is able, We know that God is able, right? Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. Super abundantly. So if somebody is doing super abundantly, that's beyond limits, right? Am I right or wrong? Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, infinitely, infinitely, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to his power that is at work within us. There's a limited, I mean, a limitless, a limitless power working on the inside of us. Limitless power. But we're going to talk about that the next time when I had the opportunity. Amen. Did y'all get anything tonight? So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for what we've heard tonight. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your manifestation and teaching us. And we'll forever give you the glory and honor. And we thank you that every person that heard this word tonight will begin to be a doer of your word and what we've heard. And we thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. If there's any unbeliever that will hear this word, we thank you. That their minds and their hearts will be changed to serve you in Jesus' name. And we thank you that as believers, as hearing this word, that it will take us to a higher level in Christ Jesus. Knowing that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And we are overcomers in the name of Jesus. I thank you and praise you and give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.